This podcast, Behold and Become, is to provide practical life tools to young adults committed to being radical disciples of Jesus. As radical disciples of Jesus, our highest desire is to behold Jesus and become like Him, as described in 1 Corinthians 3.18. Young adult life comes with complexities to navigate, like dating, finances, the workplace, and many other areas. And our desire is to provide practical tools to address these areas while maintaining the conviction that we are called to be a generation that gives complete obedience to the commandments of Jesus, like unconditional love, healing the sick, casting out demons, living in purity and integrity. We hope this podcast gives you the needed handrails to behold Jesus and become like Him during your young adult years. All right. Well, welcome back. We're excited Mm -hmm. for this topic, which is how to be brothers and sisters to each other. And we feel like this is such a needed topic of conversation for our current community, which is Waco, Texas. But also we just think that, wow, this I think is just um, a need for our society, just as our culture is predominantly very sensual and sometimes the Christian community takes the stance of, oh, if I just separate myself, then I like almost like a purity like a mm. standpoint. If I just separate myself from men or women, then I just will never have a problem or never have miscommunication. And that's just we're missing the point of um, the gospel because Jesus has given us some clear instruction in His Word about how to love people well that are just um, our friends, our brothers, our sisters in Christ, and. We really want to just hone in on this because um, it creates such healthy and safe community for people. Absolutely. It's kind of like either you grew up in a purity narrative that was like, uh, if I never talk to the opposite gender and I can't even spell sex, I'm the most pure person. And then there's like the everybody should date everybody and sleep around everywhere and then everybody should be an option culture. And I just think Jesus has better than both those things. Yeah. And some of our leading scriptures are going to be 1 Timothy 5, 1 through 2. It says, treat younger men as brothers, older women as mothers, and younger women as sisters with absolute purity. And also in Matthew 12, 48 through 50, this is Jesus speaking. And it says, he replied to the man who told him, who's my mother and who are my brothers? And stretching out his hand towards his disciples, he said, here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. And I think there's something God has ordained that as we've been uh, adopted into his family, that we're all co-heirs with Christ, brothers and sisters in the Lord, mm-hmm. that there's a way that we can encourage and support one another without needing to be spouses uh, yeah. that is integral in growing in God and encouraging one another. Um, and I think just when it says in you know John three sixteen, you know our, our classic verse we talk about in America a lot, <laughs> you know for God so loved the world that He gave. Uh, it isn't a um, He gives to receive, or I'm just going to take from people. It's I'm just going to give freely. I'm going to give my Son for the life of the world, even if they don't choose me. I'm already going to die for them, mm-hmm. and. I think Jesus says, like, hey, you'll be known as my disciples if you love one another. And there's something about, like, loving each other well without needing to take that can build up and encourage one another. And I think that's what it means to be brothers and sisters. It means how can I build up my brother or sister in the Lord without needing something in return, giving them a gift of saying, 
I want to love and honor you and see you grow in God without needing something weird from you or a relationship from you. Yeah, and then scripture talks about how that's how we uplift each other. We uplift each other in encouragement, and that's how we build the church and um, build the kingdom is through encouragement and through godly affection and love. Yeah, and correction. Yeah, you know? yeah, and correction too. And I would say, like, I remember when I was in college, some of my biggest places of sanctification came from my sisters in the Lord that knew how to be my sister in the Lord even when I didn't know how to be their brother. You know, it's kind of like coming through high school and early college years. It felt like everybody was an option. You know, it's either yeah. uh, like you're not an option and I just don't want to pursue you or like if I have some level of attraction towards you, it's like you're an option. And mm-hmm. it's just like that's not how God sees things. And that's not his heart for us. And I think if everyone is an option for you, <laughs> then there's some heart work that needs to take place. Yeah. So. I think why it's important in regards to dating is to think about, are you always looking to be sought after or are you really wanting just to love people genuinely and are Mm -hmm. like, how do you start your day? Like, are you starting your day when you put on clothes and thinking, man, this outfit makes me look so hot. I cannot wait to walk outside. Or are you thinking I look great today and it's going to be a great day. Like it's not even a thought in your mind of like, how am I going to be perceived by other people? It's rather just, do I get to love? Mm-hmm. Like, is my heart posture, like, out of an overflow of loving somebody just genuinely, not wanting to take anything from them? Yeah, that's really good. Because I would say, like, it's like the your outlook on life. If you are idolizing marriage and dating, everyone will be an option. But if you have a healthy perspective on, I want to follow Jesus. He's my reason for being. And I want to bring community around me also in a close relationship with Jesus and encourage them like as a guy when I'm seeing like the sisters in my life women in my life I'm saying how can I love them in a way that's not weird not as an option but I just want to see you grow in God I can encourage you today I can give mm-hmm. you a hug <laughs> like I can yeah. say hi when I pass you on the street I can say hey you are crushing it with the Lord I want you to go for it and we need to have a culture where we can say that and the person receiving it doesn't think, oh, he has a crush on me. You know, it's like, no, I'm yeah. just encouraging you uh, or I can give correction and vice versa so that it, there can be a place saying, hey, this is what brotherly, sisterly affection looks like. Yeah, that's good. So if you were in the space of like wanting to encourage somebody or wanting to be just a brother to somebody, um, how do you go about that? Is I, I guess for sure it's a heart posture and I think the undertone of every action can be felt by somebody. So I know that, Jerry, your heart posture is, I just love Jesus, and I just want to love the person in front of me like Jesus did. That that would be the, the foundation. But then how, what are some, like, ways that you're doing that mm-hmm. so that said women is not so, like, what? Yeah, no, that's a good question. You know, a lot of it comes from, you know, your personal intimacy with Jesus. Because I would say if you are trapped in pornography, you really have no business being a brother or a sister uh, because you haven't chosen to be a brother or sister in the secret. Yeah. And like Those if, are your brothers and sisters too that you're watching. Yeah. And so if you have chosen to compromise when no one's looking, you have no authority to be in a brother or sister in the open. Yeah. And so it starts with personal purity mm-hmm. and then choosing to say, God, I'm going to see every person based on the identity you gave them. Would you change my eyes so that I see this person? Not even talking about purity, just talking about why people are valuable to God. If I can see each person like that, show me their gifts, their calling. Yeah. Like, I think a lot of it comes from that heart posture. And uh, 
and like one of my questions for guys are like, hey, are you a safe guy for the sisters in your life to be around? Mm-hmm. And like I look at Jesus and I look at you know him talking to the woman at the well in John four, like he is by himself alone hungry, tired, and then this woman who's had five husbands, she's probably not bad looking, probably knows what it means to to sleep around or just live loosely. And he's not like, oh my gosh, I gotta call my accountability partner and run away. Don't and, look at her, don't look at yeah, her. Ah. You know, it's like he he looks at her in a way which like something's different about this man, the way that he sees. Mm-hmm. And Jesus also is like followed by women that he had cast demons out of that were ex-prostitutes yeah Yeah. and like they followed him for years it wasn't just the 12 that followed him the women followed him too and like think about jesus in that culture he's a 30 to 33 year old single guy he is healing the sick raising the dead everybody is following him greatest leader you've ever seen literally does everything perfectly and like the most eligible bachelor in the world yeah and you have just gotten delivered and set free and repented of deep, deep sin. And like you're in probably the most vulnerable spot because yes, you've been delivered, healed and saved, but now also you're following this guy and you have no idea what healthy relationships look like. But the way Jesus treats you, like if you're Mary Magdalene or the other woman, like the way he treats you, like you just feel so safe. And Jesus yeah, has dignity in the ways that he's given you yes. words. Mm-hmm. And so many, yeah, so many guys in our culture will take advantage of the woman they see that's vulnerable. And, or mm-hmm. girls will notice vulnerability in guys and take advantage of it. But the purity on Jesus' life is that when he sees people who are in a vulnerable state, he knows how to be a brother. Yeah. So, like, guys, could a girl follow you for three years in the wilderness and never need to cross a boundary with you because you walk in such, like, integrity of heart? And women, are you living in such integrity of heart in a way that, like, the guys around you just feel uplifted and supported by you, even as they're walking through all their junk, that you know how to be a safe place for them, that you're not mm-hmm. options. You're saying, let's follow God together. And I just love who Jesus is. Like, he is he is modeling what brotherly, sisterly affection looks like, that yeah. people can be vulnerable around you. And his goal is, how do I die and make them live and Mm -hmm. have them grow in God. And I think that's what we're growing up into as disciples of Jesus. Yeah, I love that. And I just, we've seen so many examples of this done really well in our life. And I think we just want to highlight a few, like Jeremy and I, we are, our relationship started with being just like, I thought he was a bro. Like he was like my brother. I friend zoned him so far. I thought it was unrecoverable. Obviously now we're married, so it was recoverable (laughs) in Jesus name. But I think because I, felt like Jerry was such a good brother to me. I like felt very safe with him. And there was a time where uh, freshman Amy had a very uh, inappropriate mouth and language uh, in her repertoire. And I needed correction, (laughs) me and my friend. And this one time, Jerry just pulled us aside and said, you know what? I'm really tired of these like crude jokes. Can y'all stop? And you're just worth more than that. And so if you guys could just like process that with Jesus, that'd be great. And Honestly, on the spot, I totally made fun of him. Like, I was like, oh, you're worth more than that. But I went back and I actually go back to that and I bring it up to Jared a lot, saying, wow, he was such a safe person that he loved me even in correction. And I felt cared for by Jeremy in that space. And I still do. Jared does a great job mm-hmm. correcting me when I need correction. <laughs> and, it goes both ways. Yes. It, well, and, but I just love that, that you can have a friend and a brother that you know the purity of the heart is that they just care about you and want mm-hmm. you to grow in Jesus 
just like they are and want to help you do that. And so with love and encouragement are going to say, Hey, can you work on this? And, or it would be like such a safe person that I remember my freshman year, um, what, where was that? I was at a camp and I was leading something and I was just really at a loss of words, was having to do a lot of things that I've never done before on my own in the, in the kingdom, whether that's like baptizing somebody, casting something out of someone, I was doing it all by myself and I just needed some support <laughs> and I had some heavy emotion with my family. Some things were going on and I just called Jeremy and I said, please, or I, maybe I texted him, like, can you please pray for me? He's like, perfect. I'm in the prayer room right now. And they like all prayed for me in that on the spot. And I just was like, man, the fact that I like would reach out to Jeremy of all people, because I knew he was a brother and that he would actually pray. He was a man of his word. Mm-hmm. Like that, that was so helpful. And, and we didn't like date out for that. No, we just no, continued being still friends. my brother. Uh-huh. I called him germs because it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's an example. And I, there's other times where I'm thinking about how I've been a sister to men and this one guy in particular was in our life group and just more of a meek guy and kind of shy but it's like my I just love trying to get people out of their shell like I just kind of like it's not a game to me it's just like I there's so so much gold there I just want to have it come out Mm -hmm. and I just remember I would always encourage him when I see him and just give him a big hug when I see him and side hug ladies just saying but still a hug and would be excited and ask him about his day like would communicate with him and just hear about what's on his heart. And I remember later getting encouragement from him publicly, actually, which really encouraged my heart was saying like, I always knew that you're a safe person for me. And I loved the way that you encouraged me because it gave me confidence. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, oh, yeah, that's the point. Like my hope is to give you encouragement and to give you confidence because you're a great man. Yeah. And uh, last one I can just think of is on my first mission trip, I really didn't know how to share the gospel eloquently. So I kind of resorted to just loving people. And there was this guy at a booth, and Jerry was there, actually, and we did this together, that um, I could just tell he was more of like uh, Hercules. Do you remember who I'm talking yeah. about? And just honestly, every day we would go to his booth where he was selling this jewelry, and I would just get to know him, talk to him, get really excited when I see him. And honestly, it was out of the overflow of my heart. Like, I met with Jesus that morning, was so excited to see people, and I have been told I'm kind of a lot sometimes, but that's okay. In this moment, I think it was good. And... I just shared like just how happy I was to see him ask some questions it was really intentional and not weird. Like I, <laughs> I don't think he thought I was attracted to him. I just, I told him about what I was doing. I was telling people about Jesus and praying for him. And eventually after the three weeks we were there, I said, Hey, do you want to come to church? He came to church, brought his sister and they both gave their life to Jesus. And their brother that was in the hospital got healed. Like, mm-hmm. wow, the kingdom of God was moved through the me just being open and yes. loving towards somebody. And so just trying to highlight that when you love someone intentionally and not getting weird, but just love them genuinely with passion, just like Jesus has, it leads space for the kingdom to be moved. Yeah. And I would say too, let's just get real practical just so maybe some healthy, unhealthy ways this can look. I would say, you know, don't make someone of the opposite gender your accountability buddy. Yeah. And like, that's not brotherly sisterly because there's not a grace there to hold that. So I share with other guys deep things I'm walking with, repenting of, mm-hmm. uh, not with girls, who, even though they're godly women in my life, because there's just not a grace to handle that there. We can give each other feedback, but we're not accountability <laughs> partners. And I'd also say uh, if uh, you know, I'm not texting someone of the opposite gender, even if I was single, over and over and over in the same day, because you're communicating like you're dating. If you listen to our dating podcast or our dating episode, one of our gauges was commitment. If your commitment is low and you're just brothers and sisters in the Lord, but you're 
time and communication is high, you're living like you're dating when you're not dating. And what's going to happen is either people, like either you will start to like the other person, other person will start to like you and it will be reciprocated and your heart will be broken. Or it's going to start getting wonky and twisted and start sharing more emotions than you think. You're like, why do we feel connected? What is this? It's kind of like a codependent relationship it turns into. Yeah, and we like to say if everyone of your friends think that you're dating, you're probably off on a gauge. Or if you're being asked. Yeah, like, are you guys dating? Over and over and over. It can happen like once or twice. Don't get weirded out about that. But if everybody's asking you, I would take a step back and say, okay, am I having emotionally healthy boundaries with this person? Because we're not trying to share deep emotion with one another. Mm-hmm. We're trying to encourage one another up in the Lord. Yeah. At the same time too, though, like sometimes it gets weird. Like I will still walk by some girls that I go to our church sometimes, not a lot, like on the street or just out in public. And it's like, sometimes I, like look down at the ground and walk past me. I'm like, no, like we know each other, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> give me a high five or a hug. Like I just, I'm your brother. I don't want anything from you. I'm not saying you have to hug everybody you see, but let's like say hi. We love each other. We're the family of God. Uh, when you go to life group, don't have like girls on one side and boys on the other. That's and just so never, middle school. It's weird. We're way above that. Yes. Uh, so let's like actually say hi to one another. Let's actually trust like, okay, God has done a work of purity in my life. I'm not wanting something or someone. So if I want to encourage them publicly or say hi, I'm not concerned as much about how they're going to take it because I'm walking well with the Lord. I'm not going to say things like that are, you know, going to make the person feel like I'm pursuing them. Um, but let's like be but say, open. Like, hey, how's your day? It's not... It's casual. <laughs> yeah, like, it's okay. Let's talk with each other. That's the, the purity narrative is the unhealthy one that says, oh, we can't interact. You know, it's that, no, no, we get to be brothers and sisters in the Lord and encourage one another. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else that comes to mind, Amy, you think would be helpful for us? Um, can you share that Proverbs 11, 22 verse? Yeah, Proverbs eleven twenty two says, and this applies both to girls and guys, but I'm just going to read it. It says, like a gold ring and a pig's snout is a beautiful woman without discretion. So this is not calling a woman the pig. This is saying gold rings don't go in pigs. <laughs> you don't cross those things. And if you're living clueless, uh, then you might mislead people or lead people on. And so mm-hmm. what this means is if, like Amy's saying, you just like dress inappropriately and people are wondering, like, what are you doing? Like, you're not making it safe for me or... If you're a guy and uh, you're like... You, Over-communicate. Yeah, Over-share. You, yes, all the time. Or like sometimes guys feel like uh, if they feel like they share a lot of emotion, they feel like they can connect really well with other women. Just if I start sharing emotion, she'll share emotion, then we'll have connection. That's not helpful because that might lead the girl on. And so it's like saying, okay, how do I have discretion about how I'm presenting myself? And am I presenting myself as a safe person today? Mm-hmm. Remember the Lord told me one time, Amy already mentioned this, but like, um, you know, it all starts by how you get ready in the day. Uh, if you're getting dressed to be lusted after, expect not to be able to love someone fully when you get out in public because you've already dressed in a way to try to get something from them. And I feel like you said, um, to be wanting to be lusted after is just the same as lusting after and both are sin. And so I want to make myself safe for other people in my life. And if I want something more for someone, I'm going to ask them on a date. Yeah, I'm going to be mm-hmm. clear with communication, not make somebody guess yeah. what I'm doing. So I would say run from people who are flirty with everybody, uh, who are lone wolves, whatever, just kind of say, hey, I'm going to flirt with everybody. Just 
I don't have any brothers and sisters in my life, there's probably a good indication they're not connected well to church, submitted to authority, or walking intimately with the Lord. There's some level of unhealthiness. I trust people who know how to be brothers and sisters first and then start dating than people who don't and then get in a dating relationship. That's Mm -hmm. scary to me. But I think all in all, we we would love to see a culture where we can encourage one another. We're not segregated by gender, uh, but we know how to be the body and live healthily and encourage one another. So, Well, have a great day. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed this podcast, leave us a review and rating. You can also submit topic suggestions on our Antioch Young Adult Instagram. Coming up in July, we will continue discussing the nuances of dating in light of being sold out disciples of Jesus, like how to break up healthily and boundaries in dating. Stay tuned for more to come.